0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. I guess about, must have been about, I can't remember exactly when it was, 25 years ago that I had an idea one morning. And that was uh, its Remembrance Day. So uh, why don't we broadcast our program? I was on the air at the time from 9 to noon on 900 CHML in Hamilton. Why don't we broadcast our program, since we're on the air for the 11th hour ceremony, from the Cenotaph? Let's do it live from the Cenotaph. So we started working on that. We put all the um, bits and pieces together that were required technically. And then somebody said to me, do you want to do the, the hosting outside, Roy? Or, or we could bring the, you know, our broadcast unit that's heated and you can be inside and broadcast from there and i said well look the people who fought the veterans um they didn't get a choice to fight inside where it was nice and warm so no we're going to broadcast outside and there were days that it was extremely cold there was one day that was so windy windy uh, and my my next guest is going to remember this. It was so windy as we were walking toward the broadcast location. The wind picked up our our broadcast desk with the microphones and everything on it and and started to hurl it down the street. And we had to catch up with the desk and bring it back. Peggy Chapman is uh, with me. She's my good friend and former producer of uh, of the Roy Green show on 900 CHML. Peggy is now With the Brantford Bulldogs of the Ontario Hockey League, the executive director of the Bulldogs Foundation. She works very closely with Ottawa Senators, new owner Michael Andlauer. And uh, do you remember that, Peg, that that day when the desk went flying?
1: I absolutely do, because as a producer, all the technical people were looking at me, and I'm just thinking, oh, my gosh, I hope we can uh, get this all back up, and I hope it still works.
0: Yeah, that's that's another point, right? We have to wonder whether this, when we turn the push the button, is this thing going to work? Those were very special broadcasts, very special moments. What do you remember most?
1: So, you know, you... Uh, you actually mentioned it from the beginning um, that uh, you know the having the heat and having all of that, and I just remember the first year that uh, you know you had us do it. Um, some of the folks because they're just they're doing their work right, like setting up. There's a lot to do back then, especially for a live broadcast, and complaining a bit. There was, it was windy and cold, um, and I just remember you saying, "Listen, we have uh, guests coming." that faced a lot worse. And, you know, let's not uh, think about that. And I, I just remember that, to this day, I remember that. I was. I went to the Brantford Cenotaph today because we have a game today. So I, I went to the Brantford Cenotaph and um, beautiful day. And of course, when they're beautiful days, I think, why couldn't we have had this one? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, <laughs> we, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The freezing there freezing rain one year. Remember that? Oh, oh yeah. And, and uh, so, what I guess I remember the first year because we didn't really know ha- if it would work, if people would come. And uh, getting close to about quarter after 10, starting to see the veterans come. And back then, you know, it was 25 years ago, there were more veterans. And to see them coming in their uniforms and all the different uniforms and, you know, it was uh, so moving because, you know, they all stood there um, just waiting and they were um, grateful. And um, that part, I, I still get uh sad and angry at the same time when i hear a veteran you know thank me for um you know uh recognizing them in any way because what choice do we have of course you know we they shouldn't be thanking us ever we it should be the other way around so it tells you sort of um you know, at some point, I think we all started to take uh, advantage of the freedom that we had. And it was so wonderful that you did that. And especially at the Cenotaph, because really, there weren't some, um, you know, it was just the veterans that were down there year after year, and uh, not really anybody else. And by the third year, you had schools involved, we, you know, it was huge. There was, uh, you know, both sides of Gore Park were packed, like, And, you know, it was it was I had to maneuver my way through people to get the guests to you.
0: Yeah. By the third year, the police estimated 25,000 people were downtown and you couldn't move in that particular downtown area. You couldn't move. You couldn't drive anywhere because all the streets were were just they closed the streets because there were so so many people. And, and what was really amazing to me, you know, when the veterans stood and they stood together and they stood at attention, and it was the 11th hour ceremony, morning, Peggy, in one year, I remember, because a lot of kids came, as you're right, uh, the school boards each sent a thousand students. The school buses were just parked down either side of the, of, the, of uh, I never get Main Street or King Street Street, whatever it was. Uh, they were parked on, on both sides of the street all the way down, school buses. And they were little kids. And then yeah. I looked over at the veterans and they've been talking to the to the children prior to the ceremony and I looked over during the ceremony and there was these little kids yes. each of them standing with a veteran holding the veteran's hand nobody had rehearsed this it no. just happened it's yes. amazing
1: and and crying too like i mean you can't oh yes to do that and I also remember, and I don't even know if I've shared this with you, because it's such a busy day, like it's it's a lot of uh, Oh you were you were flying you know, everywhere. Moving pieces, but <laughs> I could also hear it. I had a headset, and um, when I remember standing, you were interviewing a veteran, and I was with his daughter who brought him, and he started telling you his story, and she grabbed my hand and started weeping. And said, and "I'm going to cry right now." But she just said, "He never talked about it. We didn't know any of this." And she's like, yeah. "Can I get a copy of this? Because uh, we he he just didn't share the story." She said, "I can't believe he's sitting here telling this." And thank you so much because we wouldn't have known otherwise. You
0: know, and, uh, we heard that quite a bit eh? from uh, from yes. from uh, families of veterans. The first time he's. He's ever talked about this. We heard some amazing stories. One was uh, a gentleman who had been in the uh, in the air force, and he could still fit into his uniform. You know, when he was a twenty five year old kid. He was still fitting into his uniform, which is yeah. you know, which is amazing. And he was such a such a kind, gentle gentleman. And he talked about being in a bomber on a bombing raid, and they were shot down by uh, um, a German fighter plane. So the plane is. But I don't know. These are at eighteen or twenty thousand feet up, and the plane is on its way down, and uh, the pilot or the captain of the plane uh, the, 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 uh, ordered them to, to to bail out, and he said, I-, "I couldn't get my shoot. I couldn't. I couldn't get at it because you know the plane had been shot up, and he was in that plane all the way into the ground, and it hit, and he bounced somehow out of the open area, the, the plane is split in half, and he landed in a hay bale in in, in a French farmer's field <laughs> and he said, I just got up and I walked away. And it was on <laughs> Sunday. You know, the way he told the story was just so amazing to listen to. Yeah. There's so many stories.
1: Yes, there are. And also... Bringing together, you know, because we the you know we kind of forgot about Remembrance Day as a bigger community thing, and seeing the men get together who hadn't seen each other for years. I just remember because we had you know waiting for uh, we had a lineup of people to be interviewed by you and to see them go. Hey, I haven't seen you. How are you? And you know, all my wife passed away, or how's this? And it was unbelievable to me, considering you know what they went through and they lived in the same city and somehow. You know, all those years, and then year after year, it just built and and uh, it brought back a sense of pride. And it was also uh, something to be able to tell those stories that uh, otherwise yeah. wouldn't have been told.
0: General Pegg, if any of our listeners would like to get in on this, we have a few minutes. Uh, the number is 1 800 263 2428. 1 263 2428. Maybe you were at one of our Cenotaph broadcasts on, uh, on November the 11th on Remembrance Day, or maybe you just want to share a memory about. Or a gift or tribute, pay a tribute to a member of your family who fought. one uh, 2428 Maybe you were at a Remembrance day ceremony today, one eight hundred, two six three, two four two eight. It doesn't matter where you are in Canada. We'll include you in this conversation. You know what I remember. Uh, we all you know there's so many incidents. but there's one in particular that I remember, PEG, and it was a grade five class of students. And you brought the teacher and the grade five class up to where I was sitting, and the students had written a poem as a class project that week, and they wanted to recite the poem, so fine, you know we set up the mics, and the kids recited their poem, and they do it as you know grade five kids will do it it was it was just dum ba dum ba dum dum you know, they did the best they could, right? Yes. So after the ceremony at 11 o'clock, so by 11.35 or so, the teacher came back and she said, the children would like to recite the poem again. Okay. This time, Peggy, it was so emotional. They were, it was so different, their recitation of their poem. And you could just see their faces. They connected and they were very close to what they were saying. I will never forget that moment. Oh,
1: I forgot. I had forgotten about that until you mentioned that. And I also think, you know, that you know, back then, again, we were lucky it was that long. And I also think I look at um, my daughter now is older than I was when I worked with you for those. Like she that? was,
0: she's, wait a minute, she's, no, wait, hold on, she's still eight years old.
1: <laughs> I know, you still, yeah, Bart, playing with Bart and things, yeah, it's. she's 32, oh, no! I was in my late oh, 20s. So oh my goodness. I know, and you just think, but look what you did. You brought that back, and that is a tradition. Now I can't imagine, you know, people not going um, yeah. to the Cenotaph, and, you know, um, yeah, it, it went on for for a long time. You and uh, i remember there were veterans lunches um, booked afterwards remember that i all, I, all of a time oh I yes from being ed a mahoney started that to a lunch you know organizing um, event planning after
0: <laughs> <laughs> ed mahoney and we played a clip of the top of the program when he was on with his uh, rem- reminiscing about being at juno beach on uh, on d day Ed wrote me a letter. I didn't know who Ed was at the time he wrote me a letter. He said, all the politicians get there for the ceremony. And then they all go off to a catered lunch at City Hall, and they get all the, the attention. And the veterans just wander off, and they go and have a coffee at Horton's. Nobody does anything for us. And you and I started talking about that. And we were able to uh, organize—what was the hotel? Which one? Do you remember?
1: It wouldn't. I thought it was the Crown Plaza. But no, no, I could no, be wrong. No, it was no. right in Gore Park.
0: Yeah, no, it was. Uh, it was. Uh, I can't. I'm so the sorry. Cannot?
1: Was no, it cannot. No, it, wasn't maybe? it cannot maybe?
0: But anyway, say. we we were able to organize a luncheon for the veterans, and after each uh, Remembrance Day broadcast, they were able to go to the. Oh, I wish I could remember the name of the hotel. They were able to go to the hotel and bring a guest. Right. And they sat and had a great lunch, and they each got a gift. And you had a lot to do with organizing that. That was amazing.
1: uh, But that inspired other people to come forward. That's the beauty of what you can do with your show is, um, you know, you start that, and then other people get involved and uh, sort of carry it forward and expand it. And, you know, we didn't have that. I I want the people of Hamilton specifically to know that, again, it was just a handful of veterans down at the Cenotaph. Before that, for years and years. Yeah. And it yeah. became what it is now. Yeah. And And, um, yeah. And again, you know, the Ooh. thanking of uh, a veteran. And I remember also going around um, getting poppies to everybody.
0: Yes, you did. It, you
1: know, people just didn't wear poppies a so lot back then.
0: Nah, you were amazing. Listen, we got, uh, no, we do We got Brian on the line in Calgary.
2: Hey, Brian, thanks for calling in. Hello, Brian. Hi. Yeah, I, um, I wanted to talk about a a vet that I had a chance to thank at the last Remembrance Day service at Curry Barracks in Calgary. Um, my dad had always said to me, if you really appreciate what they do, take take time to thank them. This is going to be emotional. I'm sorry. um. This particular vet, I had walked up to him, and I, I had thanked him for his service. He was a World War One vet. And he started to cry, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, what have I done? And he said, you know, he said, in my 81 years since the Second World War, nobody had ever bothered to thank me personally. Yeah.
0: You know we would hear that periodically, Brian, from the veterans, yeah. as well. No one's ever taken the time to talk to me. Nobody's ever in the time taken the time to thank me, and it is an emotional time, isn't it? It really does yes, register mean, with you.
2: Here we stood, the two of us we embraced, wonderful, and you know we you know tears streaming down both our eyes at the time, and you know. The next day, there was a picture in the Calgary sun of the two of us standing in the the sunlight.
0: Oh, that's great. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for sharing that, Brian. Thank you. Okay. Really appreciate it. Thank you. That's a great call. Um, There were so many incidents. You know, after the ceremony one year, Peg, remember this? We, uh, We get a call from the Ontario Provincial Police. And they said, uh, people don't know the geography of the Hamilton-Burlington area. There's a sc- Skyway Bridge connects Burlington and Hamilton. It's a big bridge, multi-lane. And the police said there were cars pulled over on the shoulder on both sides of the bridge. And they were just stopped. And we're driving through. I thinking, well, what's going on here? What's, what's all, all these cars that are stopped here? And uh, so the officer who called in said, uh, so we stopped and we went and knocked on some windows and asked people what they were doing. And the people in the car said, well, it's, uh, it's, it's 11 a.m. On Remembrance Day, we're listening to the radio, listening to uh, the Roy Green Show on CHML. And we're going to stop for the two minutes of silence. We're not going to drive. We're not going to do anything. We're going to just stop here. And the officer said, that was okay with me. Yeah. It's quite amazing.
1: And you hear that from office workers. Remember that too, where they were listening to your show? And that would be the only way that they would have known it was time and yeah. entire workplaces would stop. Yeah. And that's important because you know e- you know, even today I had to go around and remind people at the arena. Uh it's eleven o'clock. Like you know, we've got two minutes to eleven o'clock everybody.
0: And don't ever not listen to Peggy.
1: <laughs> Except you.
0: <laughs> no, I don't no, I never took that chance either. <laughs>
1: Well, it was so great to uh, yeah, to remember that and uh yeah, to you know, back then it was it was a big feat. Technology was different back then and um yeah, it, it took a lot of people to make you made, yeah, you to make for you to make that happen. It took a lot of people. Well,
0: I just want to tell you this. I've got Tom and Matt on the other side of the glass and they're both doing a wonderful job. What they don't know is that you used to be on the other side of the glass before they had all of this technology that they're taking advantage of now, and you handled both of their jobs so incredibly well, you were just you were you were just amazing. Real, real, getting... and
1: Roy made me slice everything so there wasn't even an um or anything <laughs> no. in that. Then I had to have it ready by the yeah, end of
0: the morning. Well, I remember. I used to say. To, <laughs> I used to say to Peg, "I know I want that guest at nine o'clock tomorrow morning. Okay, even if you have to call them at three o'clock in the morning to get them." And she did. She
1: called. Do you remember at people calling, morning? yelling at uh, me at five in the morning? <laughs> yeah, and I, I do. Be like, oh. Yeah. 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 But Thank you. I on the air. Back. Thank thanks you, so, Roy. Thank thanks so, you so much for, for everything. You've, you've changed uh, Remembrance Day in Hamilton uh, for decades now.
0: If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.